I woke up feeling immensely anxious today, um, obviously because of the impending elections tomorrow and fear and anxiety around what this week will bring and whether or not um, Donald Trump will have a second term. Um, upon talking to a few of my friends, um, they're also feeling the same way and people are dealing with it in different ways. Um, the best way I found to deal with this feeling of anxiety the day before the election is to sit and record a podcast. Um, I always appreciate you guys for listening. Um, it has proven to be, the podcast experience has proven to be cathartic for me and for listeners as well. Um, and what started off as something that was just me sort of venting <laughs> and making jokes has turned into something that I've been told has had a positive effect on quite a few people's lives. And so for that, I'm grateful. If you don't think that one person can make a difference, either positively or ne negatively, I'm here to tell you that you can, that one person can. And my voice may not reach, you know, millions of people or billions of people, but perhaps I might speak to somebody whose voice will. So here goes. A quote popped into my head today. It was literally, it was more a phrase. And uh, the phrase was, the better, na the better angels of our nature. And it just kept kind of turning up in my head as I thought about what tomorrow will bring as I watched the videos of Trump supporters blocking traffic and Trump supporters, you know, verbally abusing people and harassing the campaign bus. And I watched videos of businesses boarding up because they just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And we're in the middle of a you know recession and a pandemic and all this fear and anxiety. You can't help but to feel feel that you know. And then I just kept I kept first trying to communicate with my future self. I don't pray <laughs> anymore, and that's difficult. You know, I mean, walking away from religion when you have spent you have spent you know the majority of your life turning to some sky daddy in the clouds to help you solve your problems you know you just kneel and pray and say you know I send this wish up into the sky and somebody you know out there who's looking down on us will listen and you know grant you your wish well as you become more of an adult and you start paying attention to the way this world is you start to realize that we're all truly here on our own there is nobody there influencing our lives. If you do believe that w there is a God, a quote, God in the sky, at the very least, you can accept the fact that even if he did exist, we have free will and we have been given free will. So ultimately, his existence doesn't really affect or influence our lives down here, for better or worse, Whatever is happening and what will happen will be up to us. And so in the past, you know, I, I was raised and I have been raised that if you have any fear or worries, you know, cast them onto God. But as you become an old, an adult, as a 35-year-old 
adult, I now sit and go, there's nothing to really pray for. And so I turn to our, ourselves, I turn to each other, and I speak directly to other people. We're all in this together. We're all here together. And when I watch the news and when I see things on social media of just people who have subscribed to the ideology that Donald Trump has spewed over the last four years, and I watch how they attack their their fellow brothers and sisters, their brethren, fellow citizens, abuse them, spit on them, cough in their face, that sort of behavior. You know, all I can choose to believe is that those people are the true minorities in this country. So at this present moment, the day before November 3rd, I am praying and hoping, not to some God in the sky, but I'm, I'm placing my bet on humanity, on society, on civ- civility, on civilization as a whole, that we as a species are better than that. And I am appealing to the better angels of our nature. I am appealing, I am praying, I am speaking to, I am asking the better angels of our nature to go out and vote. I've made jokes before. I've said on this podcast even, you know, don't just revolt, (laughs) vote, right? I, I, uh, I I made a joke about how if Louis XIV was alive right now, in power right now, he would have instead of encouraged a revolution, he would have encouraged people to go vote because at the end of the day, voting still kept him in power. I realize now that in this present circumstances, unless we do want a revolution, (laughs) the last thing we have left as citizens in this country, our only power is to come together and vote. That's all we have right now. I mean, um, unless we want our lives upended, unless you want to see, you know, violence and blood in the streets. We do have the option, the opportunity, the ability and to exercise our rights to vote. And I think that we should. If you have your ballots, fill them out. Just literally, you can drive through, walk out, drop it off, and and go about your day. Voting right now is the only thing that I know of that's going to allow us to maintain a certain level of normalcy that we have come, we've become accustomed to. Not within the last three, three, three and a half years, but before that. All of the things that we were raised to believe about being good people, about doing the right thing, about being kind to one another, about not bullying each other, about being decent, about working to be better versions of ourselves. To me, 
voting in this election. It's not even a matter of politics anymore. It's just right now, it's the decent thing to do. And you're speaking to somebody who you guys listen. I mean, it's a podcast. I have on record, and people who've been with me since day one, I knew there was this one person who every time I put out an episode, they were on on Apple Podcasts, they'd be the first person to listen to. Whoever you are, thank you. But since day one, you know, you've seen how I've grown and evolved and, you know, try to learn and adapt and all of that. Um, Evolve, you know, grow. And I want to see the same thing happen, not just for our country, but for humanity. You see, what Americans don't realize, because we're a bit myopic right now, is that the rest of the world is programmed to look to us and emulate our behavior for better or worse. We cannot project ourselves as the bastion of democracy while we allow a person who, by all definition, is a fascist. I mean, I'm sorry. The guy, I think on this podcast, actually, I I had said after I finished reading Mein Kampf, you guys should read Mein Kampf because when you, if you aren't aware of what was in that book, you're, you are unable to call out into spot when people utilize tactics from said book. Go on Trump's Twitter. He is talking about re-educating our youth. I mean, these are like verbatim quotes, right? God first, right? America first, like nationalistic. These are things that a German would recognize. A German who, a veteran of World War II, a person who lived through that. People who have studied history would recognize immediately he is literally working off of Adolf Hitler's playbook. I am not exaggerating. I'm not one to exaggerate. And what I'm saying isn't something, is something that could easily be verifiable. Literally, just go on Audible. It's as soon as you hear this, finish the podcast, beat it up, go on Audible, download the book. You can listen to it yourself. You have the rest of the day today. And tell me that what we're seeing, the repetition, what we're seeing right now, the nationalism, the polarization, the blaming everybody else for our problems, for your problems. Tell me these aren't tactics straight from Mein Kampf. They are. They just are. I, I'm not overreacting. You guys also know how I felt about Joe Biden. <laughs> I have made no apologies of my thoughts on him. What I told my husband is, you know, oftentimes in history, when you when we read about history in school and we go, how could people see something like this happen and do nothing about it? We, I mean, you wonder that, right? But now we find ourselves in a similar situation. It's our opportunity to do something about what is happening to our country right now? What is happening to humanity right now? Yes, humanity. It's bigger than politics. I hope you guys can see it. If you allow a person who has no respect for people 
no decency, just a complete narcissist to sit and dominate our airwaves for another four years. That behavior does trickle down and it does start to tear apart at the, at the, at the seams of what holds society, civilization together. The guy is an anarchist. I mean, like, he's a one-man wrecking team and all he cares about is himself period. You know, I literally was having a conversation with my husband. I said, you know, my choice for Biden is not because I like him. I don't. In fact, I'm prepared to vote his ass out <laughs> in four years. It's not about, it's not about politics. It's not about politicians. It's not about taxes. It's not about him. It's about, I've lived in a country where people see flagrant displays of corruption and uncivil behavior from their leaders. And that shit trickles down. People say, people have said, and I've asked people who still support him on social media, I don't know any of these people in person, but why do you still support this guy? And they say, oh, well, Biden is corrupt. Okay, okay, but so is Trump. <laughs> like, literally everybody around him keeps getting arrested. That, that can't be your only excuse. You, you you get what I mean? Like, you you can't just say that unless you're hiding something else, you know? And at the end of the day, corruption in politics is an issue, all right? And to a certain point, we're all corrupt, too. We just, there's just variations. Some people, you know, have cut corners and did certain things to get ahead. So in one shape or form, we're all you know, we're, we're all human. So not making excuses for him. I mean, if the guy has been in politics for 47 years, I'm sure he has done some stuff. So that there's no argument against that. And I'm not ignoring all of that. I'm just saying for this fucking election, if it's a choice between, and I don't even want to use the word deplorable because it's been used so many times now that it's almost kind of lost its meaning. Like when you say the same word over and over again, but I, I can't think of anything else. Like this is, this is the worst of us. We cannot continue to amplify this man on an international stage. It sets humanity back. This is a mad king. This is a mad president. It's not about politics. I literally told my husband, like, I am prepared to vote Republican next election, assuming, of course, they don't put Trump up again, which is another concern of mine. But I am prepared. It's not about Biden. I don't like him. Anybody who has listened to my podcast, like I said from day one, you've seen, you know, my thought process evolve, you know. But I need to be able to look my grandkids in the eye. Assuming I do, you know, live long enough to have grandchildren. And when my grandkids ask me, what did I do? And it was something simple. It's just you fill out a fucking ballot and you drop that shit off. It's not complicated. You, you, it's, it's really the easiest quote. It's a, it's a little tiny revolution against the fascists. It's the, the most laissez-faire thing that you can actually do. You don't have to take up arms. You don't have to upend your life. You don't have to fucking, you know, like destroy property. Just take a piece of paper fill out the, the ballot, 
take it into the to the it's the polling station. It's it's a short drive. You can Uber there if you don't have a car. And just just show it's not about politics. It's about decency. And I'm not saying that Joe Biden is more I'm not saying he's an angel. I'm saying as far as in all of our lives that we've lived in this country and throughout, he, and he's speaking to people much older than me, to see that on election day or the day before election, people are genuinely afraid. Come on now. Think about this shit. And it's under his watch. It's because of Trump. People are genuinely afraid that, like, literally, what the fuck is going to happen? I don't remember any of this when Bush was you know, running, even during the whole Chad debacle, there wasn't a fear of outright civil fucking war. This is what Trump has done to this country. And the only power we have right now, right now in this present moment, can't think about the future. Right now in this present moment, the only realistic thing we can do while maintaining some level of some semblance of normalcy is to come out and come out hard. I'm appealing to the better better angels of our nature. Go out and vote. I'll read you this quote. It says, we must not be enemies. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. The mystic cords of memory will swell when again touched as surely they will be by the better angels of our nature. I trust in the better angels of our nature. I trust in the decency of humanity, of people. I trust that there are more good-hearted people who will pause today. Think about everything that has happened and say, this isn't okay. We have kids that we have to raise with this. You know, Democrats took the L in 2016. It is what it is. If you're a Republican, and for some reason you're listening to me, (laughs) thank you. Um, But, you know, sometimes you, you have to even in relationships, right? If you're, you're battling with somebody that you love, you might have opposing views, opposing opinions, but that's still somebody you care about. In order to salvage the relationship, sometimes you've got to know when to, to just take the L, just lose, you know? And it's not even losing if you're actively choosing to say, you know what, I am a Republican, I am an independent, but I can't with good faith choose somebody who is not only just a horrible representation of what I want my children to aspire to be. I mean, just on all levels, guys, on all levels, the fact that I have to say this is maddening to me. And I hope that tomorrow or Wednesday, you know, I I record another episode saying, oh my God, I can't believe I was like actually like afraid that it was going to be close. You know, that's my hope, you know, but I always obviously on the side of caution you know there are plenty of Republicans my husband included who 
while the registered Republicans or independents have said, I can't in, in good faith support this person. And they are prepared in four years to rally against Joe Biden. But as of right now, and, and honestly, there are people, there are Democrats who are mad that the Democratic Party chose Joe Biden. You know, we could have had somebody younger, somebody more charismatic, somebody, you know, with a cleaner record. Buttigieg comes to mind, but clearly the Democratic Party, and I can understand their trepidation considering what we see on a daily basis. You know, like they're now talking on the news that it, it's got to be basically rural America that will determine who will become president. I don't see rural America being okay with Pete Buttigieg, even, even if he was overqualified for the job simply because of his sexual orientation. Same with Andrew Yang. So that's a harsh reality of what, you know, what, where we are right now. And, and I really have thought deep and long about this clearly, if you can't tell. And so it is what it is. But I keep coming back to this. I keep saying, like, I believe in my heart, in people, period. I believe in women. I believe in men. I believe in the youth. I believe that in society, I believe in civilization. I believe that at our core, we can see this for what it is. And while we have the ability and power to do something about it, and it's something that's so simple, I mean, our actions that are required in order to stop it is much easier, much, much more efficient than the, you know, the generation of World War II, right? I think his name is John, John, John Mulvaney. I think I'm saying his, right, his name right. He was the host on Saturday Night Live this past weekend, and he said, if you vote, nothing changes. I don't, I don't necessarily agree. Um, I, I do think that <laughs> if you vote for Trump and he gets reelected, a lot of things change. Because the people that you see, the Trump supporters, and I'm sure you've seen them on the highway, I'm sure you've, you've heard them blurring their horns, I'm sure you've seen their behavior on social media, they become legitimized. The people holding the Nazi flags, they become emboldened. They start to think and feel as though, oh, there are other people who think like me. Oh, okay, well, I shouldn't be ashamed of thinking this way and be having this, uh, behaving this way because there are others who also think this way and think this is okay because Trump got elected again. You know that there are people out there, whether consciously or not, are going to be emboldened by a win from Trump. And that's the part that terrifies me. And it's not just as a person of color. Um, but there are immigrants that get affected by this. Mexican-Americans, right? And there are, you know, 
gay people that get affected by this, Jewish Americans, Latinos in general, um, women that get affected by former years of his policies, right? His Republican far right policies. Go on his Twitter. I know he's on a tweet storm today. Just if you scroll down long enough, you start to see what he has planned. That's not, and he can afford to put these things in play because he's about to check out. This motherfucker is like almost 80 years old if he's not already, you know? So he's not going to experience and deal with the consequences of his actions today. We are, the youth are, young people are. If you can spend time on TikTok, (laughs) you can spend time filling out a ballot. You can take time out of your day. Shit, make it a, a meme thing. You know, post a picture of yourself after you voted, of course, with your sticker saying, I voted. Encourage your friends. Be a part of it. It's a small action to stop something that could potentially be detrimental for all of humanity. And I'm not exaggerating because, once again, I'm seeing the effects. Think about it. Think about all the protests. So... Black Lives Matter was protesting this summer, and then all of a sudden, people in the in other countries, and I talked about this on the George Floyd um, episode, started also protesting against police brutality against African American people. And then you started seeing people protesting against African Americans. I'm sorry, not not protesting against African, protesting against brutality, police brutality against um, uh, African Americans in the United States, and then they started protesting against police brutality in their own countries, is what I was trying to say. <laughs> um, like in Nigeria, for example, you have the whole NSARS um, movement. And, um, and then just recently, you, we had the, the Women's March, and then shortly after that, you see in Poland, Polish people coming out to protest against anti-abortion laws. We in the United States are still setting precedents that other countries follow if we elect reelect this bigot this ethnocentric xenophobic narcissistic bigot this is a dangerous precedence to set for the rest of humanity and all you have to do to stop that is literally fill out a piece of paper we we've all had scantrons <laughs> we've all done that all you have to do is fill it out and drop that shit off at the ballot If you are afraid there's going to be lines, you can drive to places where the lines won't be as long. Um, In case you're wondering, yeah, I already voted. (laughs) Uh, I uh, filled out my ballot and dropped it off and I used ballot tracks to track it. And it's it's crazy that I, I... me voting because I'm not even sure if I said this on the podcast, but I know early in the year I first said I wasn't going to vote. I mean, because I wasn't. But, and the reason why I wasn't going to vote is because I, I literally said, like, personally, I just kind of always had in my mind that I didn't really think that we really, I guess I just believe that, like, this conspiracy theory, I guess you can call it conspiracy theory, I don't know, where people's votes don't really count, it's just an illusion of democracy, um, I believe that, I thought that, and so I was like, well, it doesn't really matter anyway. And then Trump got elected, and I was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" <laughs> now, why would why would the powers that be allow this guy to become president? Like, this makes no sense, you know. 
that makes no sense. And then I was like, okay, just because you think something or suspect something doesn't mean that you're right. And that's essentially what drove my actions to vote. I said to myself, okay, you hold this belief that votes don't really matter, right? It's a pre-existing belief. That was my belief at the time. However, if you are right, voting, you know, your vote doesn't matter. Then at the end of the day, you still did what you were conditioned to believe and you served your civil, you know, your civic duties and that's all that matter. However, if you were wrong and then you didn't vote and votes do matter, then you're a fool, right? And so what I said to myself is at the end of the day, a conspiracy theory is still just a theory, right? Um, I did not vote in the last election because I didn't think, well, I had a choice. It was a choice. I didn't think Trump was going to win. I just thought it was in the bag for Hillary. And so I was like, well, my vote doesn't matter anyway. Hillary's going to win. And then I was faced with the rude awakening that I, wake, awakening rather, that I still didn't learn from, you know. But here I am now, you know, almost four years, you know, older. And my thought is, you know, I didn't want Biden to be the first person that I voted for. I, I, I kept saying I wanted somebody to vote for. I wasn't trying to vote against. Um, but at the end of the day, that's not how life works. Life doesn't give a fuck what you want. Right? So we are in a situation. I, uh, Biden is not my ideal candidate. If I do nothing, I'm complacent. If I do nothing, I'm part of the problem. And I don't, I didn't want to find myself in a situation where something happened and I did nothing about it. And looking back, I'm like, I was wrong. And that's the same reason why I'm recording this episode. I, there was a time in my life where I, I didn't think one person could make a difference. That was a long time ago. And ever since then, I have learned a lot. I've grown a lot. I've been observing how this world works. And I realized one person can make a difference. Sometimes you can be the straw that breaks the camel's back. The straw that breaks the camel's back. You know, there's a a tipping point situation, right? Or the hundredth monkey, right? But in order for that hundredth monkey to become that change... That first monkey had to, you know, believe in something different. And then that second monkey. So collectively together, there's power. But the power also stems from the individual recognizing their own power. You are part of something. Right? You are, even as an individual, are part of a collective. If you've already voted, thank you. If you know somebody who has received a ballot and hasn't filled them out, you can be the one person that makes a difference. Maybe that person talks to another person who happens to know somebody who can reach thousands of people. And then that person does reach thousands of people and changes the course positively. Of humanity. I mean, it, it is that dramatic. It is that drastic. I just, 
I've read enough, I've seen enough, I've learned enough to know that that's how this works. No one's coming to save us. You know, the the Christians are voting real hard for Trump because somehow they've convinced themselves that this guy is like the Messiah because of the simple fact that he is a Republican, period. That's it. And you've had Christian pastors who are encouraging this ideology. Um, And it's one of the reasons why religion... I speak out against religion because it's just absolutely backwards and it's, it's, it's dangerous, you know? How can you support a person that denigrates others? How, how do you call yourself a religion of love? And subsequently, you're the most hateful groups of people in this, in this country. I mean, these are facts. These are facts. A lot of these people who are gun-toting Trump supporters at the end of the day, who you'll see them, God and country. What God do you worship? What God do you worship? If we're all children of God and we're all creations of God, if that's what you choose to believe, then how can you put yourself supreme over others? Based on what? Ideology, skin tone programming, white supremacy, racism. When your own Messiah spent most of his time with people, the very same people that you denigrate. It doesn't seem to matter to people, right? Because they feel like they're right, so their ego is strengthened. I'm Christian, I'm God's chosen one, and so you are going to hell. And all that other jazz that comes with that. And this isn't even a rebuttal against them as individuals. This has always been and always will be a rebuttal against religion, fanaticism. That brings out the worst in us. It strengthens the ego. And it's the ego that's the true enemy here. So those people, they are who they are. And I would consider them at this point lost. But I still believe the majority of us are inherently good and inherently striving to do the right thing. We've been raised right. We believe indecency and we don't believe that you reward a person like Donald Trump with another four years because that all that does is legitimizes his rhetoric we're better than this I know we are as a nation, as a people, this is the, the same America that elected Barack Obama twice. We're still here. The only way we show the rest of the world this, the only way we become the true bastion of democracy is to 
go out today, tomorrow, and cast your ballot. That's the only way you can really speak in a way that matters. And encourage those who are kind of on the fence, maybe they're just apathetic, whatever it is. At the end of the day, like I said in the beginning of this episode, it's not about the candidate right now. It's not really about Biden right now. I'm prepared. (laughs) I'm not a fan. I'm prepared to show up at the ballots. I'm prepared to choose someone else in four years. It's about talking, communicating with your future, a future version of yourself. And saying, looking back, right? What did I do? I saw something that wasn't right. Am I going to do nothing? Or am I going to take the easiest action that has been afforded to me? Come what may. And the easiest action that has been afforded to us right now is to just go vote. I don't know if our votes matter. I don't. At this point, though, I've seen enough evidence that seems to point to the fact that it does, considering everything that Republicans have been trying to do to suppress voters, you know, to cast doubt on our election process. I don't think they would be fighting that hard to cheat and take away people's rights to vote if it didn't matter, which then leads me to believe that we really are in a true democracy. Minus, of course, the stupid electoral college. But that's a whole other conversation. We'll deal with that. Eventually, that will need to be dealt with. And maybe I'm speaking to the individual who will inspire a person to deal with that. Or who will be the individual to deal with that. I keep saying, when will the adults step up? And then I realize I'm a fucking adult. (laughs) So... I got to be an adult and do, do what we need to do. We got to be adults, kids. <laughs> you know? We got to be adults. We got to do what we got to do. Sitting around and not voting and not going out is not an option this year. It's just not. I think the beginning of this year started off with the future version of myself communicating with me, telling me about March 23rd. I'm sure you guys remember that, the whole stay at home. And I thought I was going to die. And here I am. And I thought I was going to die on March 23rd because of whatever. It ended up just being me kind of low-key um predicting a stay at home order for March 23rd but that's all chronicled on the podcast so here i am now november 2nd talking to you guys once again about what would our future versions of ourselves think of our present selves now you have the choice right now to get up Fill that shit out. Drop that shit off. You'll feel better about yourself. You will. You will, I promise you. 
I've come a long way. I've come, I started this year, maybe late, late last year, kind of jokingly saying, you know, fuck it, I'm just going to vote for this guy. Because I just didn't care. Like, I think I was just sick and tired of everything, you know. And then they were like, oh, we're going to send you the ballots. And I was like, you're going to make it easy for me. <laughs> but then, like, all of this stuff happened. And I was just like, nah. Can't sit back and just do nothing. Complaining on it on Instagram, about it on Instagram. Complaining about this guy doesn't work on Instagram. All right? Complaining on it on Twitter doesn't work. Saying fuck Donald Trump doesn't work. Talking about him on the podcast, okay. The only actions we have right now as citizens of this country is to come together, unite, take action, and vote. And when you put in your ballot for the Biden guy, for the other guy, you're telling the Republicans as well that this shit was not okay. What you've put us through the last four years is not okay. And, and I've heard people say this, and I'll say it, I'll reiterate it. If, even if you are a Trump supporter, at a certain point, like, you don't want four more years of this, like, arguing with your family members. Like, think about the division that, this is, that he has caused. People have been married for literally years. Decades to each other, one Democrat, one Republican, happily married. And then this guy just came in just shitting on everybody who did not worship him, who did not agree with him, and then projectile vomited that like vile negativity onto the rest of us. And now we're all like wired and tense and anxious. One person. If you don't think one person can make a difference, man, like <laughs> you haven't been paying attention. But we can collectively counter that. You've got to be tired. We're all tired. I'm tired of this guy. I just, at the point is, I'm, I'm just, I, if I never have to say this guy's name again or see his face, that's all I want. That's all I want for Christmas. <laughs> it's just to never hear or see this guy's face ever again. It's not even about him, you know, getting karma or getting what he deserves. Or I just don't want to see this dude again. Like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of arguing because of this guy. And the problem with him is, unlike the rest of us, he thrives on chaos. This dude eats chaos. He eats it. He doesn't sleep. Don't believe me? Go on a Twitter. <laughs> see what time of the day this motherfucker tweets. He doesn't sleep. He's not... I don't want to say he's not human, man, but like, God, like, he feeds on, this dude has to be some kind of tulpa or something, I swear to God, like, he feeds on chaos and negativity, and he's dragging us down with it, and enough, you know, in three and a half, four years, You'll have another opportunity to root for, you know, Republicans if that's what you are. That's fine. But at a certain point, you got to take a step back and go, this guy is not, it's not good for any of us. Anyway. I believe. I believe that there are more good people in this country than there are bad ones. 
In fact, I believe that the majority of people in this country are good, hardworking, decent people, truly moral, who will not stand for what we have been seeing, the propagation of what we've been seeing over the last four years, and will choose to vote this guy out. I may end up eating my words, but that's life, you know? And so, once again, to the best of us, the majority of us that were raised right, that don't carry hate in our heart, fear in our heart, do the right thing. It's not, you're not voting for Biden, you're, vo- you're voting against Trump and everything he stands for and the people he emboldens. You're saying, I am not okay with white supremacy. I am not okay with systemic racism. I am not okay with bigotry. I'm not okay with mocking other countries, calling them filthy, calling them shithole countries. I'm not okay with misogyny. I am not okay with this. I'm not okay with this behavior. And you're sending a message to your kids and you can tell your kids this too. In case in their lifetime, they're faced with a repeat of this person and say, this is what I did to stop him. Thank you for listening.